Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal Harrington and Marianne Riley. Live from GetVocal.com. It's not about you with Marianne. Well, minus Marianne this week because she's moving today. How's it going, Jamal? Hey, what's up, man? How are you guys doing? Doing Good. all right. All right. I was all really right, looking so, forward uh, to working with Marianne, just let me say. <laughs> well, today, uh, my co-host Marianne is moving, and um, so today you have me, uh, which is more than probably than you guys would want, but uh, this, this, is where, this is where we're at right now. Uh, today's guest um, is a man. I don't even know. He's a, he's a husband. He's a teacher. He's a comedian, a very funny stand-up comedian, um, and uh, a, a dad. So two of those things I could probably vouch for fully for sure but uh it is a it is a great it is it is great to uh to introduce I feel like an open mic or just really screwing up the intro no please give it up for <laughs> just so you guys know I'm doing this on purpose because that's how much I miss stand-up comedy but please give it up for Nicholas Hoffman thank you oh my stop it stop it stop <laughs> So Nick, how, how's everything going with you I, on the on your side of the world right now? I'm in New York, and you're in California. Uh, and, um, so we have got the United States covered, one side to the other. Uh, we're doing good. We, uh, you know, I was just I was chatting with a friend I had gone to film school with a million years ago. And uh, he's actually becoming a priest. I don't think we should blame the film. Uh, so we were chatting yesterday. We hadn't talked for it was really great to talk to him. And one of the things we were catching up. So what have you been up to? What has he been up to? That sort of thing. And I, you know, my wife started working from home in March. I was already teaching at home. And the kids started learning from home in March. So uh, we've, we've been home since March. Um, I mean, we go out, but we don't, yeah. we haven't taken more than a day, the day trip, you know? So, uh, we're here. In fact, we were driving, uh, we just got a new dog and, um, we had gone, we had picked it up. Uh, if anybody's familiar with the area on the other side of Valencia. So that's like an hour and some change from us. So we drove there an hour and a half back. And uh, I was saying to the kids, isn't this nice, us just hanging out together like we have been since March? <laughs> Not trapped in the truck, of course. But, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was, it was was an adventure. But the dog is lovely. We're happy. Okay. That's so awesome. that's, How that's, are you? that's the new addition to the family? Yeah. yeah so uh, I'll... Uh, but uh, so we had gotten a dog uh, about a month and a half ago ish, and uh, she's little. She's little. I I'm a big guy. Yeah. I know this shirt totally hides it, but I'm a big guy, and uh, and um, actually the shirt totally screams. He bought that at a big guy store. Um, but uh, anyway, but the dog. I I've I had a big dog years ago. And I was craving, may I'd be settling for a middle dog. Anyway, we got a dog that's, she's, her mom was rat terrier and she apparently is mini pincher. Uh, I believe the mom was more rat than terrier. This is a small dog. And yeah. so anyway, we wanted to, we thought maybe a pal and maybe I'd find something a little bigger. So we went yesterday to this place and uh, cause this is the same place we got her. And they had a dog that was, uh, that we had, checked out but she was nearly catatonic she was like it's a rescue you know so she was like she was kind of just uh and so i thought i don't know man i don't know what to think about that dog so this other dog we met was so active and it was fun and maybe because it was in contrast to the quiet dog i'm like oh this could be fun let's do this Uh, we brought her home yesterday him and uh he was insane (laughs) he was insane and uh uh you know he he was a jumper that i'm sure standing i'm six three i'm sure standing that dog could have jumped into my face 
and uh, was willing to do it. And so we, uh, this morning we decided, you know, that dog's too insane. And we brought home the catatonic one. So it's just, <laughs> so, and, and, and he's lovely. He's chilling out. He's just like, he's, he looks like, he seems like maybe he smoked a lot of weed is what he looks like. Uh, he's very chill. Yeah. 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 Or, 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 or or maybe he's like, you ever seen the end of Psycho where <laughs> the bug, the the fly, like lands on Norman Bates's wrist while he's in the, while he's like confined, and he's like, you know, if they don't see me move, then they don't, you know, think that I'm crazy or whatever. But maybe that's what he's doing right now. Maybe he's just like feeling you guys out and then just waiting for his right moment to kill us in our sleep. Fill in the blank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my you know. my friend comes to check on us. It's just pieces of person and the dog just sitting there kind of licking his chops oh, oh, oh. or I, I would. or 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 he's gonna wait to some random middle of the night to have the zoomies just running through the house like a like a madman it's not gonna shit over <laughs> i know cats that do that man it's like yo it's three in the morning how do you have this much energy yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah no and we had before we got the little dog and maybe this was a maybe this is just a repeating story that I'm discovering. We had somebody had called us about a dog next town over that was uh, needing a home. It was they were living in a condo, and it was part I don't know. It was part uh, it was Australian, not Shepherd, something else. I don't it, you know Spanish. I don't know. It had it was a big dog. It was ninety something pounds. It was a big dog, and I dug the dog, but we we had it in the backyard. And uh, he was running around and he ran over one of the kids, but they were almost cool with it. They're like, oh, that's okay. Just being playful, you know. And then he uh, he hauled up and he pooped. And when my wife went to pick up the poo uh, with the first garbage bag and then she had to get a second, she thought, maybe this dog's too big. Maybe that's too much poop. And so we we got... <laughs> We didn't take that one, and that was the day they called us and said, "Hey, we got this other dog, and we couldn't tell how small it was, so we drove out there." But uh, and it was, it's she's small, but she now now after seeing that crazy dog, I'm like, you know, maybe my dog's all right. Maybe this is maybe it's not so bad to have a dog that does <laughs> tiny little poops, and when she's active, you just go stop it. She's going, oh, she gets shaky, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're like, cool, I got control. This is good. Are you a dog person? Are you a cat person? Dog person? What you got? You got anything? Actually, uh, no. I don't. I currently don't have any pets. Uh, I did have a dog when I was living in Seattle that I was kind of sharing. Um, and uh, oh man, living with dogs is awesome. You know, before I started, uh, before I lived in Seattle, I didn't own any pets really, but my brother owned a dog, and uh, the girl that I was dating at the time owned a dog, and those dogs you know i ended up really liking and they were really great and i was like oh man living with dogs isn't so bad you know sometimes uh i'd be on the couch uh, when me and my brother lived together i'd be on the couch playing video games and watching movies and my brother had a basset hound who was like very heavy and uh he would just come by and just rest his heavy head <laughs> on my lap and um and it's like, okay, it's kind of hard for me to play video games with one hand and pet you with the other at the same time. Um, but no, he was a really great dog. I, I, I think uh, that's something that I would want to get. Uh, you know, living in New York with a dog, it's, it's, it seems kind of much for me, you know, because at the time I was always like, when I was living in Seattle, on the road doing shows and doing open mics and whatnot. And I, I never really liked keeping a you know, like leaving my dog at home by herself and me being out all hours of the night or even the weekend sometimes. So um, that was always my biggest worry about owning a pet was would I be around enough for it to not have separation anxiety? With the kids. You know, you can always get a small dog and then put it in one of those little, you know, baby carrier things on your chest. Just walk around with your dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we. I know in the past, my brother used to kennel his dog when he went to work. And yeah. um, I remember asking him, I was like, so what if there's a fire and uh, he can't get out? Like, wouldn't you want to get him... out anyways if he's, if there's a fire? Because, you know, they can't open doors. But... True that. But let's just say that he's not confined in a kettle. 
that gives him at least a half a chance to escape if he can, if, you know, one way or another, you know. So I never was really a fan of kenneling dogs unless you're traveling with them. You know, you're putting them in like a pet taxi or whatever. That I could understand and I get. But just, yeah. you know, com- coming home to see, you know, the dog in puppy jail, you know, just didn't really, didn't really, it never really did that for me. I always look at kennels oh, like is a is a way to keep them from tearing up the house while you're gone. That's true too. But if you can't trust your dog outside of a kennel, uh, you know, how you know that's just it's all. I think it's all about just training a dog just to respect your stuff. Yeah, I dogs have their own. Look, I had a dog that was half German Shepherd, half Golden Retriever, so he could uh, rip your arm off and to you uh good boy but uh he uh so he when he was younger um i i took him everywhere with me and he could stay home okay when i in fact i had him when i went to film school and i had really long days and now i don't have you guys spent much time in florida i have been to florida okay so i've been there once was there for a week yeah so you know that the insects have won there right like they have some insects that are so the house I had was a duplex and um, backyard, a lot of grass. It just had leaves kind of over the whole thing. And I had brought them in the back the first time we got there. And the palmetto bugs, which are like, they look like roaches. They're about this big. The, uh, mm-hmm. uh, for, the, for the listening audience, there is uh, AF. They're big as, they're big. And so he, uh, he went around and you could see some of the leaves move. And he kind of looked and he said, you know, I don't think I ever need to come in this backyard ever again. And so he would only, he would, he would only pee on a leash. We'd, we'd take him out and he'd go front and then he'd want to come back in. But as he got older, he got a little more neurotic. And so he'd break stuff when, when I would leave, um, like chairs and windows. I mean, he was big. He was heavy. He was a big guy. And uh, there was one, one day in particular, this is when I was living in uh, – uh, Petaluma up in Northern California above uh, San Francisco. Um, I had created basically a big kennel in the washroom. So there was the washer and dryer and there was enough space. You could have probably, look, in San, in, in New York, it, it rent for like $2,000 for an apartment. It's a decent size washroom. And so uh, I had put plastic up the doors, big plexiglass, so he couldn't scratch the doors too much. And I thought this will be fine. And so I went to work. This was our first day doing it. And uh, um, I came back. And when I pulled up in the afternoon, I could hear him barking more clearly than I thought I should be able to hear him. And uh, oh, as I got out of the car, I realized he had nosed his on the washer and dryer and pushed the window open so he could talk. And there was, I had reed blinds in front of it. He had ripped those. So there was a whole just the size of his head. Oh. And, and I thought, what the hell, how's he reaching that? And then when I got in there, apparently when he jumped up on the washer, his foot had turned on the spigot in the sink between the washer and dryer. And he had kicked the spigot out so it was not going into the sink. It was going behind it. So we had water all the way into the living room. Hmm. And uh, so I started bringing them to a doggy daycare after that because we can't, we couldn't swim in the living room. That was not going to work. You guys didn't uh, trust him. Yeah, no, he was, <laughs> no, this was not, this was him saying, just so you know, if you leave me here, I will destroy things. So he hmm. was, uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he was a good boy. He was a good dog, a great dog, but he was also, look, I have needs. And if they're not getting met, I'm going to break something. So. He was a good boy. Just saying. That that's kind of how I am when I'm by myself. <laughs> just like, that that's me. That's that's me during quarantine. That's, that's, that's why like, you're. Yeah! That's why you're not living with your brother because he came home and you had flooded the living room because you had gotten up on the washer. <laughs> no, actually, I burnt the roast, and that was the last time he wasn't having it anymore. So now, from the looks of it, you're in a cell of some sort. Where are you right now? Me, I'm. Oh, I'm actually. I'm, I'm in my living room. Right. It's okay to put uh, shit on yeah, the walls. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> okay. 
actually, Nick, um, me and my father, we were, um, we were, he was painting and kind of like remodeling the apartment. So we took a lot of the, I mean, I do have a couple of like paintings up, but, um, you know, it's, uh, I, and with my traveling and my work schedule, I've been kind of super lazy of like slowly but surely getting things back together and whatnot. But yeah, um, you know, I wasn't sure how this look would look because, you know, I'm like, oh, people aren't going to judge. Hey, you know what? Like, I've said this once and I've said this a thousand times. It's 2020. Nothing I do in this year counts. So, uh, yeah. yeah. For you know. sure. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'm, I'm, look at, we're opposite, right? I got, there's no space on the walls for anything else. Yeah. But see, the difference between, this side of my world and where you live is I could see a lot of love on your side right there. <laughs> I see like you, you got a family, you got, I saw like a little girl like running by. That's not even our kid. You. People like, just oh. come and go. I, it's, that's how nice it is. <laughs> oh <work."> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well that, yeah. See you, you, you got that, you got that trust, you know? So, you know, you, you, you're married, you're happy. Me, I'm uh, single and I guess a little happy, but yeah, you know, but the reason why we do these shows is I could I could see I'm like oh look he's got he's got stuff yeah. like he's got you know like okay the first uh, Zoom comedy show I did of all this uh, the guy had said to me hey can you just he knew I was a family guy he goes can you find a place where it's quiet and you'll be uninterrupted and that sort of thing so I set up the camera in our pantry with the food shelves behind me <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, but the other comics who were, they got a space and they thought that would rent great. They're jealous. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm awesome. just in my bedroom. That's hot. <laughs> that's hot. Oh, yeah, that's, that's hot. That's can really you, hot. When you say you're in your bedroom, can you say it a little more breathy? I'm just saying. Just a little. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm a podcaster, not a sex worker. Right. <laughs> What's P the potato, potato. <laughs> well, the sex workers make money. Fair, fair. <laughs> you know what? That is, yeah, yeah. You know what? I stand corrected. <laughs> I would make a lot more money if I was getting paid I'm for sex. I'm not sure, but that's like, sweet. That's generous like, of you. Yeah. Like some of us I mean, can't. Some of us had, you know, that kind of life. Not all of us can have an OnlyFans account, okay? So let's just, you know, like, like as you can see, like looking at me, you can't tell where my face begins and my shirt ends. So, you know, that's no, it's you know, because at my job, you know, I have like I mean, as you guys can see, I am, I mean, I. I I kind of like this. This is not a, a no shave November thing. I don't believe in uh you know social media um, you know those little no. It's this is all me being lazy, and this is all me seeing how much I can take with this whole uh you know quarantine thing and this whole lockdown stuff. Um, right. You know, I don't think I want a barber that close to my face. You know, with you know, I don't know. Right. But yeah, I'm just like. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Nick, I thought you was going to be like, you know, Grizzly Adams uh, I, over there. I, uh, you know, I like... trimmed the neck. I trimmed the neck because it's itchy. And then what happened was this was longer for a while. And then I had done, I tried to neatly do just a shaping of it. And I ended up taking a chunk. So it kind of went, or you know, kind of looked. And somebody, somebody okay. called me out on it. And I'm like, no. And then that night, I'm like, fixing it. So the, so the other thing is this is just about the right length for the mask I have when I go out. It because otherwise okay. when you have your beard probably like you got mask and then there's beard sticking out from under it around it. And and I've mm -hmm. got I don't have my mask with me, but it, it covers it just right and all of a sudden wow he's hairy. That's you, that's the do you have like a regular do you have a regular barber that you go to? <laughs> so uh, I laugh because uh, I sort of, sort of. I mean, again, with the COVID thing, I haven't seen her since before all of this. And I normally let it go for a while. So I, uh, my hair goes from extremes. It'll go from I'll get it cut really short because I'm just tired of it. And then 
Yeah. I'm going to let it grow for a long time. And so like now it goes, it goes down to past my neck. So it's, it's you know, this, I, it's funny, my best friend who I've known since, uh, since fifth grade, he, he had the hairline that eventually he said, Oh, to hell with it. I'm going, I'm going to just go bald. And, uh, <laughs> when he was a kid though, he had like Ricky Schroeder, like that feathered thing, you know, silver yeah. stuff. He looked like Ricky Schroeder. And oh, so for yeah. a long time, people would go, God, he's got really nice. It just, it, and now I've got hair. And so he's jealous. So that's, uh, to be fair, he's a lawyer. He's got um, money. So that's, it's the, I get hair. He gets, <laughs> he gets cars. So that's. <laughs> I, I had a similar thing with my little brother who's like in his early thirties. Now I'm almost 50. And the last time I went to visit, he goes, how is it you have more hair in your head than I do? I was like, well, Joe, I don't have any kids. Yep, That's yep. fair. That'll there do it. Go. That'll do it. And my, yeah. I, uh, I don't, I get to keep mine with the far. Everything's good. Plus, I, you know, I mean, you, you've probably seen the pirate pictures on my web, on, on my Facebook page. So hair and beard. Yes, I have. They, they go with the pirate thing. So it works out for me. Oh. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't called you to be the Captain Morgan spokesperson yet. What's up with that? I totally take that job. I tell, I mean, it's not the <laughs> my preferred rum, but I, you know, I would be happy to. I would represent them well. Is all I'm saying. So, uh, you're a teacher. Are you? Uh, you're, are you doing online classes? Uh, yeah. So, your, uh, so students? I've taught. Yeah, we've. Um, so I have taught online. We were living up in Northern California uh up until about three years ago and uh i had not had online classes before that yeah i don't think so and so when i was about to move i wanted to keep that job so i said hey could i still teach her but teach only online classes i remember when i first got a job one of the faculty members taught from hawaii and i'm like well that's not that's great so we uh uh, they said, yeah, we, we could do a couple specific, they do intro to mass communication. They do that online a lot. So they let me have a couple sections of that, but I don't, I don't almost do, I don't do any synchronous time with them. I post assignments and post lectures and post discussion questions. And then when they respond, I can look at them whenever I come back to them later, I respond then. So I've been, I do distant, distant learning. Okay. <laughs> So either we, we interact, but we interact uh, not in real time. And how so, often, uh, so, okay. And um, so are you in the middle of like a semester now? Or? Yeah, well, close to the end. We've got uh, two weeks of lecture stuff left and then the finals. So by okay. mid-December, I'll be all done. Okay. So Kelly's um, be playing. Sorry. And uh, let me ask you this. Uh, now, as you know, this has also affected a lot of uh, stand-up comics, um, you know, with the whole, not for the most part, not being able to perform inside of a comedy club. Uh, how are you doing your stand-up comedy these uh, days? Sporadically, you know, uh, I did. So one of the, when I moved down here to Ventura, my home club became uh, this Ventura Harbor Comedy Club. And they've been very good to me. And, and I had worked there a lot. And it was nice because it was one of those situations where, uh, you know, on their Sunday night showcase, if they needed, if they knew they needed somebody that could actually deliver and put in enough time, they'd call me, could you? And it was great for me to just, I don't have to go that far. I get to be with my family all day and I go do that for a little bit and I come back. It was nice. But um, when COVID came, uh, of course, there was no live stuff there, but the guy that owned the place started doing sort of a podcast like this. He started doing stuff where he'd have a musical guest and he'd also have a comic, but he didn't have, the tech stuff was tricky for him. And so I did a few of those. I was nice, it was fun enough to do uh, a few of those, but then they weren't really, it was it was not very satisfying. So I did, I did wow. a few other Zoom shows, which uh, with other folks and they went fine. And then, um, what, two weeks ago, I did a live show, which was nice. People were in masks, and it was, it was weird. It was, it was bizarre, but it was at least in front of people. 
And that was had a show uh, where they just wanted a comic for an event they were having, but Zoom event type thing. And so I got to do a half hour, mm -hmm. which was nice. It was good to do a full set and it went well. And, you know, they had the tech worked out. So, you know, it's very sporadic. I was just saying to my wife today when we were driving along that it was nice to have a successful show that night because it's been so you know, it's been a while you know and so you you feel yeah you feel rusty there's ad libs in your set which are not really ad libs but that you're like i don't even remember what i say there sometimes i don't you know there's it's weird it's it's bizarre but do, you know so do you ever feel like uh you know like when you started going back into do, do were you ever worried like you said you know you you tend to get rusty um I did a show about a month ago and I got up on, you know, it was great seeing like a real show. It was an outdoor show near a river, not too far from where I worked. And, um, you know, they were giving everybody their six comics, 15 minutes each. And, uh, and all these comics were just, they were very funny, uh, flawless. It seemed like they didn't miss a step and me not having performed for, I think it was like a couple of months, maybe two and a half months, which might as well be like 10 years in the comedy world. Um, I'm sitting on the sidelines like, oh my God, maybe this is not a good idea. I don't remember a lot of these jokes. Um, I started like looking at notes, just like, okay, I could tell this joke, tell this joke, tell this joke. Hmm, not, you know, so when it was time, I had basically thrown out my plans in my head. I'm just gonna like, just, I'm just gonna go for it. You know, just whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I'll just rip it. What I don't remember, I'll just, and the weird thing is, uh, all except for like one joke, it was like, um, there was like a, a hook that I forgot to, to, to say. And then I just said it at the end of the, the punchline and it still worked. And I was like, oh shoot, okay. I guess it could work that way too. But I remember it being cold and I was nervous and everything came out the way that I wanted it to. And, um, yeah, it, it, I was like, man, and, and I, I felt like my inner child just wanting to weep because it's like, we haven't done this in a long time. <laughs> and it felt so great. Like, we need more of this. And man, I'm just like, <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I performed like it was going to be like the last show I was going to do for the year. It turns out it might know, be. Because it, <laughs> and, and it might be, yeah. You know, I'm like, you know what, man, you go in there and if this is how you close out 2020, in September, and you go for it, you know. So yeah, it was, you know, I was. Um, the good news on that lot was I was. I had a lot of because I wanted to sort of talk about stuff that was going on, so I, I did a, a number of sort of COVID stuff I've written since all this went down. Uh, I think I only threw in maybe two, maybe one before, but everything else was mostly new, and I felt pretty good about it. But I. With that stuff, the hardest part has always been memorizing the set for me, not the jokes. I know the jokes. I made the jokes up. I don't need to remember <laughs> the exact wording. I got the wording. I, I remember how it's funny. But how I'm going to stack it and how I'm going to put it together is always the part oh, yeah. that makes, makes me more nervous. And um, so that was the only tricky part is that I felt like because I hadn't done this stuff before, I didn't have it. But the nice thing was it felt like by contrast, Cause I, my show didn't go like your show. The other people felt rusty as hell. They, they like people that I, the first guy that went on is rock solid. That guy does cruise shows and he, yep. I mean, that guy performs nonstop 24 seven all year round. He's, he's always got it together. And so uh, he was solid. And then somebody else went on, they were rough. I went on, it was great. And then everybody else, the show just kept going. Like it was just so, it was, a, it was a benefit show, so you know. Luckily, uh, people were still contributing to the cause. But uh, and if it had been at a at a club, I would have felt really sad for the club. So, uh, oh boy! But I did all right. Yeah, I did good. It was good. And then this Zoom show the other night went great. So life is, I'm okay. You know that feeling when you're like, oh yeah, no, no, no I still remember how to do this. Okay, I got it. Oh yeah, and I think that's what I think that was like the hardest part is just. Because again, like I've been writing all this new stuff and, you know, like it's 
oh, I got a bunch of new jokes. And I always end a sentence with that I'll never try live. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, there's that new joke. And the thing is like when I'm writing and it's, it's really the hardest part for me is actually the writing lately because it's like, why am I writing? I'm never gonna get, you know? And that's, that's the negativity that I have to like get out of my own head because I'm like, well, this is the future. Um, the future is online shows and Zoom shows and, you know, maybe carrier pigeon shows, who knows? Um, but it's always like, every time I write a joke and I think it's funny and I think it's funny and I get mad at myself because I'm like, I can't share this unless I'm a sociopath who shares this with somebody in like conversation, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and I feel super guilty for that because I'm like, my next comedy show is not gonna be a show of like 50 people on a Sunday. It's gonna be me on the train reaching for love, basically. <laughs> that's, what that's, that's what that's gonna be about, you know? Hey, can I tell you a joke? You don't have to pay me anything. I just need the attention, you know? I just need, you know, I just need, um, you know, just tell me I'm pretty, you know? That's what it kind of feels like. <laughs> Um, you know, so I think one of the, yeah, yeah, I was going to say one of the, one of the, uh, I had been to New York. I've only been to New York a couple of times. And one of the times I was there, it was like one of those Ferris Bueller's day off kind of days where the person that I was with took me all over the place. We saw everything we could in that condensed yeah. amount of time. Well, one of the things we did was we had stopped at Washington square park and, uh, we're, we're there. And this guy comes out this uh street hardened dude and he's like showtime showtime and he's yelling to get everybody's attention and everybody starts looking over and seeing what this guy's yelling about and then he stood up and he started doing stand-up and he was great he was great oh. yeah yeah he was really good at first you thought no this guy's gonna be nuts but he wasn't but what happened was he's killing it and all of a sudden it starts to rain and so oh, oh and they start to split he's like no ham and he's got his bucket and he's going come on <laughs> as he had just done the work and didn't get the money oh, it was shit. a bummer yeah no i i actually have nothing but respect for anybody who does that i think that's actually cool um usually when i hear something like that i thought you was going to tell me like you know showtime showtime and then it was like a bunch of kids i popped down they just started break dancing <laughs> sometimes that's what they do um and that's where I thought like your story was going because I've seen a bunch of those. But stand up comedy, no, I, I like that. I actually uh, anybody who does that, I got nothing but love for them. Stand up busking, that's awesome. It's funny that uh, before that, a guy came up to me and he sat down and I he had the look like I was for money, you know, because you're trying to look disinterested so they feel uncomfortable to you. So you're like, I'm not going to make eye contact. Yeah. And he comes up and he and he looked at me and he said, you "Look like a man who likes some poetry." And I'm like, "Well, shit, yeah, sure." And he was great. He was great. He did two poems, of which I'd heard. I hadn't. And when he was finished, he didn't ask for money. But like, I'm like, I, I know he wants them. I'm going to give him this guy. It was great. This was great. I was touched. So it was a fun experience. You know, it was. Like, <laughs> so he got a little money. Uh, but uh, he was, it was worth it. It was a work, yeah. it was a great experience. Yeah, I like my poetry with dinner first, uh, usually. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, oh yeah, yeah, but you have to buy me dinner, you know, can't just read me poetry off the streets like that. What I should have told him that. that. I should have told him that. I'm like, dude, first. <laughs> and then take him somewhere. Like, you... Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm like, look, I'm not from here. Show me your favorite restaurant and then you can feed me your poetry. <laughs> No, New York is full of characters like that. That's what the one thing that I always loved about New York, uh, just even living here, is uh, it's always the hustle. There's always a hustle. There's always somebody trying to make you know. There, there's always somebody chasing that dollar here, you know, one way or another. That's one thing that I've always loved about this city is, you know, people out there just trying to uh, make it however they can, whether it's poetry or doing. Yeah stand-up comedy at a random place and washington square park is the perfect place for that there's a lot of characters that go through there and i like going to that park you know i hang out in like that village area and whatnot um washington, washington square park is is really it's really a cool place especially if you've never been here before and it's your first time oh it's amazing uh, i remember i was walking through washington square park and um i don't know how this happened 
But we're, we're going to Washington Square Park, and uh, there was a guy playing the piano and an Asian guy singing opera at the same time. And uh, I was like, these are two things that I never thought I would ever see. There's this, this guy just eloquently playing a piano, and then there's this Asian guy who's sitting on the piano, and he's just belting out this opera song. Um, I couldn't even tell you what like tone he was doing it in, but it was you know kind of like a Pavarotti kind of sure, a thing that sure. he was doing. And I was like, I was like, holy shit, this guy is Asian. And that's the thing that I gathered out of that whole situation. <laughs> Forget the fact that there's a piano here, but there's an Asian guy, you know, singing opera. And I'm just like, yep, hey, anything yeah, can yeah. happen. Yeah, if this was 20, if, if it was in 2020 when that happened, partway through the performance, a uh, meteor would fall and directly on it. And you- <laughs> Like, well, yeah, of course, of course. I didn't see it coming, but of course. I'll be like, oh, this is, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Like, let me, let me ask you this. Um, did, what plan did you have for 2020 that 2020 just said, uh-uh? Uh, you know, that's a fair, it's funny. That's like uh, when you talk to somebody and they go, well, this is my five-year plan. And you're like, whoa, that's awesome. You've got a plan. <laughs> um, you know, our, the thing was, we, because we had, we had moved in, a year ago and um we got to have this birthday it's lovely we there's a lot of there's a lot of room for people to gather in this place and it's nice and um we've we've done a lot to make that happen so that we could have that and then as soon as we sort of like we've got outdoor seating we've got we've got seating in the front we've got a nice big living room for like there's a lot we can gather and we can't gather, you know. So I think one of the big <laughs> the big changes. I mean, like, look, Thanksgiving, right? We, uh, uh, my dad who lives across town, he came over. We sat across a distance, you know, and because uh, we're we're being careful, because he's eighty something, and uh, you know, normally we would have been either in San Francisco with my wife's parents, or we would have had them last year. We had them here, and we're not going to do that. So it's mostly the it's mostly getting together with folks and, and, you know, being in the perfect situation to do it and not being able to do it. That's been the big thing, you know, but look, this is uh, I, I post a gratitude of the day all, all month in November, not because it's social media, but because it's a practice I've taken on. And, you know, if nothing else, what it does, it reminds you that, look, it's a bummer. We can't have people over, but it's a great, yeah. it's great. We can be here and have a good time and place we can hide from the family or get together you know <laughs> there's enough room not have to hang out so and and yet there's enough room where they can so i think the gathering has been the missing part comedy would be nice uh i'm gonna ask you <laughs> oh well oh well yeah i think we all sure uh how, how does how do how do your kids like having you around every day all day you know i uh i I think like for any of us, I think it's a mixed bag. Look, they're they're young. Uh, my son, uh, who's over here watching uh, YouTube, is ten. My daughter's seven. And uh, you know, would they rather be on the playground running around during school? Yes. Uh, the good news is school because it's online is a little shorter during the day. They don't have to be involved in it as long, so they get to do their stuff. And um, you know, it, I think. Before my wife had the job she has now, when we were up in Northern California, she had a she had a gig that she worked a lot, a lot of hours, and I think they're thrilled to be able to hang out with mom, and she's not doing that same kind of hours. So uh, I think they're okay with it so far, or they haven't complained enough that it's been a concern. Oh, look at you getting comfortable. What's going on? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, man, it's whew. these these shows. I tell you. <laughs> okay, sure, so that's how good. difficult yeah, no, it's, is it's, it? Uh, it's great. Like I, the kids reined in. You know, like I said about gratitude, I'm lucky. They're 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 not too bad. We, um, my daughter's at when she does her schooling, she's in the living room and she stays pretty on track. Like she does, if she gets bored, she does art and they're cool with that. So she's doing art while they're talking and it works out. My son's a bit of a rascal. So I've got him, 
uh, he's in a room right next to me where I can see his computer screen. So I've got to keep, I got to look over there. I've got to do my work here so that I can see him over there. Um, so that's trickier. The wife seems to be working, but we don't know. She could be in the other room just on chat. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, my husband. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Doing some podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can but, talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, go ahead. No, I'm not wearing anything. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been a stand-up comedian you know it's funny i when i talked about i'll give you the long answer because again we've got time uh the guy that i did the show with <laughs> that i said is so professional he's on cruise ships and everything one night i was working with him at the ventura harbor club and i said i said uh, jay so how long have you been a comic he goes that's he goes that and how old i am are two questions i never answer i said why is that and he goes well because and he oh. said no i'm gonna answer but he said the reason he doesn't is because neither one of them work out well for him. If he mentions how long he's been doing comedy, either people go, my God, that long and you're not totally famous or and the same with the age. So he's always very squirrely about it. Every time I see him, I try to trick him into telling me how old he is because he looks perpetually young. But I, I know from the music choices he plays on stage that he's cl maybe close to my age, maybe not quite, but so, I'm tricking my hey, what was your graduation? Uh, what was your prom theme? What was that? You know, <laughs> he won't answer. Um, I yeah. started doing comedy in uh, 98. Oh, wow. I know. That's what I'm saying. So okay. here's the thing. So I did comedy from then, and then I did uh, five, six years, and then I paused because I had gone to graduate school for film school, and then I came back to it, and I think when I started, doing it again was back in it's probably been eight years maybe when did we when were you working over at the seattle underground when when did we connect so i started in 2011 a part of me wants to say probably 2014 15 because uh and uh i still wasn't that good then but uh but yeah, that was, uh, I think it was about when I was four years old. Yeah, in. so uh, I was probably back at it almost the same amount of time. I had probably started back doing it again about four years before that to come do that show there. Okay. Um, with, with, yeah, I want to say like, I want to say like 2015-ish. Yeah. That, that was a fun, that was a fun, uh, because I hadn't done the Seattle Underground and, uh, I only got to because that woman, Lynn Ruth Miller, the little old lady who was uh, in the show, and she's awesome. She's still at it. Um, uh, oh, yeah, she is. She's great. She's huge. She's, uh, well, she's not huge. She's diminutive, but she uh, uh, she gets to travel yeah. a lot. She gets to perform a lot. And she, uh, I had worked with her up in uh, somewhere near, maybe in Santa Rosa, and we and we hit it off. And then when she got booked to do that show up there, the guy who owned the place who was hiring her said, you could bring a feature. That way you have somebody to drive you up here. And so she got to pick. So oh. I didn't have to get past or anything. I just was invited by her and she called me. I was on a family trip to Disneyland with her when she called with, uh, with my family. And, and she said, would you, you know, I know that I know we haven't worked, but I really like what you did. I think it'd be fun. Could you could you do this? And then I looked out driver. I had a friend who had buddy passes for an air an airplane. So we uh we flew up. It was nice. It was a good trip. That was great. Oh, that's that was cool. fun. Yeah. And it was fun hanging out with her all the time. Uh, just kind of barely knowing each other. No, she was nice actually. Yeah, and I got to watch her her set. Like, I mean, I hosted it. With, yeah, I was hosting and then just being able to watch you guys um, because I thought I was like, okay, here's this lady. And again, I've never right. even heard of her. And um, and uh, the owner of the comedy club, I, I know I spoke with him before that. And he was just like, um, yeah, she's she's a, she's an elderly lady. So, you know, just, you know, help her out, help out any way you can. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then there was you, which is weird because I was like, that's the feature. I was like, 
I've never seen you before either. So I, I, I thought there was like some kind of like family connection. Like maybe that was your <laughs> grandmother or something. And she, I'm like, cause you know, I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's okay. I guess she thinks that that's the funniest family member he, she has. And she just brought him <laughs> up here or something like that. But no, it was, uh, and then just a while, like, again, it's this little t- tiny lady and she's killing it, you know? And I'm just like, she was, no, she was really funny. And even like backstage, just having conversations with her, she was just, she was nice. And she was, you know, she was still funny. You know, she was always, she seemed like she always lived in that moment. And then what was surprising to me is that she asked me about a Facebook page and I was like, oh my God, you, you have a Facebook. And then when she added me, I actually was looking through her Facebook stuff and I'm like, she gets around a lot. You know, she is that. She, 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 yeah, it was funny. Uh, so again, the longest conversation she and I had had before that was after a show where we were just, you know, chopping it up and, you know, laughing about stuff and she was lovely and we, we knew we liked each other. And so then, um, she, I know I was her second choice. I know there was somebody else in the city that she had talked to that wasn't able to go. And so then she thought of me, which was nice. Maybe I was the fifth choice. I don't know, but I, uh, uh, we flew up, and so as we're flying, we got to have some conversation, which was nice because, again, we're going to be hanging out because I had made arrangements. She had made arrangements let me stay at the club's apartment. wasn't sure how she was going to feel about that. But after the first time, it was so <laughs> I'm just kidding. We didn't, we didn't make love. We didn't have sex. <laughs> but she was – Oh, man, that was going to be my – I was going to be my next question. I wish she was a lover. Yeah, no, she was great. Um, and it was funny because during the day when we're just hanging, we both had somebody in Seattle that we we uh, wanted to see. So we went to lunch with one of her friends and with somebody else we went. And then, but on one of the days, we were just walking around uh, being tourists and uh, we were in some coffee house and she's trying out jokes on me. And, you know, part of her speech is that she... When you see her, you don't expect her to be shocking. And so sometimes she does stuff for that purpose. Yeah. She was saying them just like they were questions, but they were racial and they were, and they were sexy. And they were like, and she was doing that because again, you're looking at her and you don't expect her to do that. And so she's, yeah. Yes. They're looking at us like, oh my God, that guy's grandma is insane. And so she got right away when I did this, but somebody's looking at us and I said, grandma, if you don't shut up, we're going to go home and I'm going to put you back in the box. All right. We're done. We're done. And she's like, don't put oh, me in the man. box. Don't put me. Anyway, she was nice to be out with her. She was lovely. And like I said, she was a great kisser. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. They usually are, you know, <laughs> no teeth and all, you know, it's sexy. Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, just <laughs> now the now the imagery is in my head, and I don't have a screwdriver to stab my temple. Get a million dollar to scoop out your eyes. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh. Uh, so no, seriously, David Prowse, what's up with that? Uh he died. I think it was yesterday. He was. I think he had a uh, like. Was it uh, prostate cancer? Well, yes, that's what it was. He, he, had, he, he, he was being treated for prostate cancer uh, two years ago, I think. Now, based on what I read, it was an illness. The illness hasn't been really disclosed yet, but um, he passed away age of 85. And for those of you who don't know who David Prowse is, uh, he was the original Darth Vader, uh, at least the body of Darth Vader. He played Darth Vader. He wasn't the voice of Darth Vader. So this is why this is very important for those. You know, I don't want people to think, oh, my God, Darth Vader. No. David Prowse, uh, a British bodybuilder and a British actor as well, uh, had passed away at the age of 85. And uh, he starred in all three of the original uh, Star Wars trilogy. Um, which one was your favorite Star Wars trilogy? Uh, you know, I mean, original. Uh, so of the original, I, look, I mean, I was... Um, uh, you know, Star Wars was mind blowing, right? It was, it was, it was unlike anything we'd seen before, and it was, it was uh, cooler. And they, and then they hit the merchandising, and so everything worked. 
and then Empire for a young kid. And, and I, you know, I was probably so. The first one was what seventy seven. Next one was seventy nine yeah. or eighty. 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 Okay. I believe, so I believe it was seventy nine. Oh, was it? Nineteen eighty. So eighty three was uh, the third one. Yeah, it's a complex empire's complex. The fact that it leaves you kind of, you know, I remember when the credits started rolling on Empire, and I'm sitting there going, "That, that's it, that's where we are." Like I, it was so, so it was, but it was a great tease for the next one. It made the next one even with the some of the goofiness that happened in in uh, in Return of the Jedi, it made it worth it because you were so saturated. So look, I think. Empire is a more complex experience and I kind of enjoyed it more. Star Wars you can't replace because it was the first and it was like fresh and it had all that. And you know, Jedi paid it off. I don't, you know, I mean, it didn't, it's Return of the Jedi was that earth shattering. But I, look, and I like the prequels very much. I don't, I don't even know if I own the prequels. Um, and I was fine with the last three. I thought they were okay. I, was too. I, I loved them. I loved them. So, but I just the the you know four or five and six were the were the ones that uh, that are still in the most important place in my heart. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and those those are the ones that gave us you know Darth Vader and you know with David Prowse being the the guy in the costume. Um, and I, I I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but I posted a photo on the not about you facebook page of me at like seven or eight years old or maybe probably eight or nine i was at the local was at the local sears in renton washington and i stood in line for hours to walk up and shake his hand and i as he was shaking my hand i said i know your real name david and he squeezed my hand <laughs> and I, yeah that I was a little kid. What you know? What can you say? Those are, you know, those uh, getting to meet and to say your hero probably doesn't work, but obviously you're a big fan to meet him. Um, my father-in-law has a great story of Moore, who was the original Lone Ranger, and oh, nice. uh, yeah, yeah. So he his his father, an important um, author, and and uh, he was like one of the first polling. Uh, statisticians he was one of the like he worked for various uh administrations doing polling type stuff and he was he was the first and so that's why he had this connection with being able to meet somebody famous and so uh my father-in-law was excited he was going to meet the lone ranger he was so pumped he was excited and uh you know he uh he's brought stage i think clayton moore and uh the guy that played Tonto, uh, Silver, Silver Heels. Anyway, I can't remember, but he, had, they were both there, and he was so excited. And he's sitting there waiting, and then Clayton Moore came in, and Clayton Moore had an alcohol problem. And he was, and he was, he was drunk. And when he had him on his lap to take the picture, my father-in-law could smell the liquor and was so bummed. He was so bummed. And there's a great. I wish I had the picture to show you, but there's a great picture of. There's the Lone Ranger, and there's my father-in-law. Like, he's just totally, he's oh, totally, totally sad because he's crushed. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you lucked out. You got that. You got to have a season. You choke, choked you out with the force. Yeah, like, oh. In, in hindsight, he probably wasn't David Prowse, but yeah, <laughs> he was five ten because he was. I know, but. <laughs> A guy in a costume. It could have been a <laughs> random dude wearing the costume. I just actually took a peek at the picture, and I was like, damn, it's either he's super tall or you're super short. I can't tell. Because they were proud. They were I was, he had to bend uh, down. Six foot, I mean, seven foot six or something like that. Seven foot like six. Right? He's six foot six. Yeah, I made it six up. Foot six foot six. Yeah, I was very me. short as a kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He didn't say anything though, which you know, obviously you couldn't because you know James Earl Jones wasn't there to provide it. So how fun it would have been if it was like a high pitched dude like MC Chris's voice, (laughs) where he's just like, you know, be like (laughs) just you know, hey man, (laughs) you know, like no, you know, when they uh I mean not to get key about this thing, but we're there, so whatever. Um 
So when they, I'm all when they first did the thing, of course, on set, and they thought, okay, we're definitely going to dub this over, right? But the opposite happened with Anthony Daniels. When they heard him, the sound editor said, you know, I think we should use this guy's voice. He's great. Yeah. So he, he made the cut, but uh, David Prowse did not. And then to make it worse, right, when finally you get to take off the helmet off of Darth Vader, and you're finally going to see mm. David Prowse. It's not David Prowse. It's, it's somebody actor, else yeah. they hired. Oh, and oh then that so sacrifice the special editions with the Hayden Christensen. Yeah, yeah. But think about it. Like, if you're David Prowse, you've played Darth Vader, the most evil villain, the bestest villain ever in Star Wars, and it becomes huge, and kids have your action figure, and you're, you are the... You are the face. In fact, you're in the poster. Your face is behind there. It's the the mask. And you're like, God damn it, I'm the shit. And then the second movie comes out and he's like, yes, I am still so what? Right? And so it's huge. And then the third one comes out <laughs> and finally he looks at the script and he's going, oh my God, I get, I'm going to be seen. I'm going to be seen, right? He's telling his friends. He's telling everybody. <laughs> and then they go, hey, David, you know, listen, uh, you're not in this scene. He goes, what? That's it. They're going to take off my mask and then it's going to let me look on you with mine own eyes, right? And he's all excited. They go, no, 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 we got another guy. You're good. Take five. Got a B camera. Do this. <laughs> oh, that's sad. It's, it's, now, I guess, I guess the question would be like, I mean, he did, he did, the, he did it like three times. I mean, he's been, Darth, he's been all, he's been Darth Vader in those three movies. But it's like, do you think that, I don't know, do you think that he got the recognition he deserved? <laughs> You know, because it's like when I think of not for nothing, when I think of Darth Vader, I think That's of James right. Earl Jones. Do you think like those two guys, do you think that they share a beer together? Like, hey, we share the same character, sort of. You're the voice, I'm the look, you know, or do you think, you know, I, I always wonder like, how did that like, because you, like, you don't see him, but he's credited for, you know, as far as, as far as right. being Darth Vader, but whenever you watch like some of the, the credits, is like the voice of Darth Vader, James Earl Jones. And that's what you think. I Look. wonder. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I wonder if if he and Ray Park ever met at a convention, and 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 Dave was like, yeah, at least I lasted to the third movie before I was killed. Cutting it right, exactly. <laughs> well, look at um. <laughs> still is a joke we just don't tell it because it ain't relevant but do you remember barney big purple dinosaur well there was a joke yep. about being barney's agent and how that must be the most difficult tree because you'd have to make negotiations with look nobody can do this like my guy <laughs> right because what else have you yeah. got it's not like you know it's not like anybody cares who's in the costume right so that's that was david Krause. Yeah. and look i don't know if you watch again uh, and you watch really closely. Um, I noticed, at least in the second one, you can. I'm just too soon. Sorry, really? Because he had pros prostate issues. No, no. What, what, what was that? I, I, I didn't. I said it. if you look really closely during Empire, you can see there's probably an issue with his prostate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, that's all right. okay. It's no, it's not. It's not too soon. <laughs> it's totally yeah. no. You know, hey, you know me. There's no rules on my show, and there's comedy or otherwise. There's no rules. All right, that's okay? fair. There's that's never too soon. If it's funny, if, if it's funny, it's funny. Or if it's that, yeah. either way. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, now. Now, look, Boba Fett, right? That guy's finally getting a little... Of course, that actor, too, right? Whoever played... You might even... Todd, there's, do you know who played Boba Fett originally? I don't remember the original actor's name, but there's literally been, like, five people to wear the costume or be the character of Boba Fett, whether it be the guy in the suit, the guy who voiced the character, the guy who played... The kid who played the young Boba Fett in the prequels, and... Uh, well, did, he, did he... I don't remember. Did Boba Fett talk at all? I don't he did. Him Very talk. little. He, he did. I, it was things like you know, um, uh, you know, just it was just like I was promised the body. 
yeah, yeah, I'm responsible for the body or whatever the line was. I mean, he had a few lines, but they weren't. He didn't have a lot of dialogue. And uh, I, I don't know if you watched The Mandalorian, but you know the actor who played uh, the clones in all the clone uh, and the Jango Fett character. Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal and Marianne. Be sure to check them out on Facebook at Not About You Pod. That's N O T A B O U T, the letter U P O D.